Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 6th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 112. Now remember, this is the section where we are going to learn more about this revelation to Thomas Marsh through the prophet Joseph Smith. And we're going to learn what the Lord is teaching Thomas about how to really be a good leader for the saints. Remember, we talked yesterday about how he had these really strong leadership qualities, but it was those same qualities that also could turn into problems for him down the line. He was determined, but that could turn into stubbornness, and he was confident, but that could turn into pride. And so let's talk today about some more of the counsel that the Lord gives Thomas Marsh to help him develop into the kind of leader that the Lord would have him be. As we do this, we can take a look at these same attributes and learn how to apply them to ourselves so that we can truly lead in the Lord's way. Starting in verse 10, the Lord says, Be thou humble, and the Lord thy God shall lead thee by the hand and give thee answer to thy prayers. Now, we talked about this yesterday a little bit, this important step of humility, how humility will naturally turn us to the Savior which will allow us to repent and to receive a remission of sins. But here, the Lord is talking about even a different kind of humility almost. He says, you need to just be humble in your everyday life so that I, as the Lord, can take you by the hand and can lead you where you need to go. If we are so proud that we refuse to be swayed one way or another, it doesn't allow the Lord to take control of our lives and to make more of our lives than we can on our own. Remember the old story about the captain of a ship who one night at sea sees another light heading towards him. So he grabs a signalman and he has him blink out to this other ship to change his course 10 degrees south. The other ship replied back, change your course 10 degrees north. The captain of the ship answered, I am a captain, change your course south. The reply came, well, I am a seaman first class, change your course north. The captain was so angry because in his mind, he was right. He was the more important ship. He felt like he knew what was going on better than the person who was replying to him. So he said, I say, change your course south. I am on a battleship. And the reply that was blinked back to him was, and I say, change your course north. I am a lighthouse. When we are so proud, when we think that, our way is absolutely the only way or the right way. It doesn't allow us to see the full story or the full picture. Now, it seems funny when we talk about a ship signaling to a lighthouse, but it's absolutely devastating if that's the attitude that we are taking with the Lord. When we are so sure of our choices, so sure of our path, that we refuse to allow him to lead us or to move us, or to change our course for our good. Elder Suarez once said, I believe, brothers and sisters, that only those who are humble are able to acknowledge and understand the Lord's answers to their prayers. The humble are teachable, recognize how dependent they are on God, and desire to be subject to His will. The humble are meek and have the ability to influence others to be the same. God's promise to the humble is that he will lead them by the hand. I truly believe that we will avoid detours and sadness in our lives as long as we walk hand in hand with the Lord. Truly, my friends, if we are to lead in the Lord's way, 
then we have to be willing to see his way, to learn his way, and to accept his way when it's revealed to us. That requires humility on our parts. But when we allow ourselves to be humble, we have this promise that the Lord will lead us by the hand and will give us answers to his prayers. And when we are humble, we will be able to hear those answers, to recognize them as answers, and then we'll have the ability to respond the way the Lord would have us respond. Now going on in verse 11, it says, I know thy heart and have heard thy prayers concerning thy brethren. Be not partial towards them in love above many others, but let thy love be for them as for thyself, and let thy love abound unto all men and unto all who love my name. Now, I absolutely love this, and I love that it's the verse that follows humility, because truly, love is a byproduct of humility. Elder Benson once said that another face of pride is contention, meaning contention or arguing or fighting or that desire to be right really is just a symptom of pride. Where there's contention, where there's that desire to prove yourself right, there can't be, as the Lord says here, a love for them as for ourselves. Elder Uchtdorf says that pride is a sin of, thank God I'm more special than you. But it could also be, thank God I'm smarter than you, that I know more than you that I understand politics better than you do. Pride is a sin of thinking that we are better than someone else based on something. And when we have those feelings, contention follows naturally. And where there are those feelings of pride and contention, it is near impossible to feel a true, genuine love for someone. Maybe we feel a pity for someone because we think, oh, poor them, they don't know what I know or they don't understand what I understand. But to have a true, genuine, Christ-like love for someone while we are busy thinking that we're better than them or smarter than them or more beautiful than them or richer than them is near impossible. And Christ was the perfect example of them both. The perfect example of humility and the perfect example of true, genuine love. President Benson once said, Pride adversely affects all our relationships, our relationship with God and his servants, between husband and wife, parent and child, employer and employee, teacher and student, and all mankind. Our degree of pride determines how we will treat our God and our brothers and sisters. My friends, these are two attributes that go hand in hand and have to come together. If we are to lead in the Savior's way, if we are to love in the Savior's way, then humility has to be a part of it. Humility and true Christ-like love have to go together. And then finally, in verse 12, we learn another principle of leading in the Lord's way and of being humble and loving other people. It says, and pray for thy brethren of the twelve. Remember in the Sermon on the Mount, when the Savior taught to avoid vain repetitions, oftentimes we think of vain repetitions as being praying for the same thing over and over and over again. When your prayer gets so rote that you don't realize that you bless the food when you're really going to bed at night. And that could be true. That probably is true. But there's another definition of the word vain that I love here in context of this scripture. 
Remember the song, You're So Vain, You Probably Think This Song Is About You? Vanity is self-obsessed and self-involved. And so if we are to avoid vain repetitions, perhaps the Savior is saying, don't get so caught up in praying for yourself or your needs or your wants. Rather, look outside yourself. Pray for others. There is a special kind of love that comes into your heart when your prayers are focused on someone else. Elder Bednar once taught, praying for others with all the energy of our souls increases our capacity to hear and to heed the voice of the Lord. Isn't that what we need if we are to lead in the Lord's way? Don't we need our souls to have the capacity to hear and heed the Lord's voice? It's my testimony that as we humble ourselves and allow the Lord to lead us, He will lead us to better love, to better serve, to better pray for those around us. And by so doing, we learn to lead in His way. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.